Good evening, everyone. Welcome to TMA Friday Night Live. As always, I'm your host, well, one of the hosts, Shay the Pidge, and I'm joined by Dino, who is once again a young man. Hello, mate. You all right? <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Good, <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> uh, just a shout out just before we go. Um, right. Thank you very much, Darren. Darren, you're an absolute star, mate. That's um, on behalf of Darren. Uh, he gave it to me, but it's on behalf of um, all the presenters and everyone. So, um, yeah, thank you very much, mate. And, uh, you know, you always say, you thank us for the shows, mate, but you, mate, you, all of you guys watching make it possible. So, um, that's a thank you out to you guys as well. So, thank you, and girls. So, thank you very much. Right. Okay. So, we're going to start chatting Barnsley um, coming up tomorrow. Uh, it's a 3 pm kickoff, uh, obviously behind closed doors in the championship. Um, we've already got a few people on already. So, Adam, Gary, Jim, um, Rick. Is on. Uh, so, Dino, mate, this is a. It's going to be a tough game, and it's it's quite a crucial game already. After um, okay, we've only lost one all season, but coming on the back of a, shall we say, unconvincing performance midweek at Wickham, um, you know, early signs. You know, it looks like Hughes and Gray could possibly um, have some say in the uh, in the game, but it's um, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a conundrum, mate, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't. I think I. I don't know what it is. We don't look like we have a plan B. I think we depend too much on Sar and Pedro. We forget they're still very young players. And I didn't think I'd say this, but player like Gray, I think would be perfect to come in up top just to give them a bit of guidance. Because, like me and you have said, we know he'd be perfect at this level. Um, I think we definitely need Will Hughes in there soon, a bit of creativity. Um, I think that Gardner kid's got to come in for Queena. You and me have asked for Queena to play, but the last two or three games, he ain't looked up to it at all, Queena. He's looked, I wouldn't say out of his depth, but he just don't look comfortable at the moment and he don't look good enough, I hate to say. But for me, we have to win this game because I think our manager's already under pressure, I think. It's not a bad start. Don't get me wrong, it's not no. terrible, but with this squad, it should be better. With this squad, it's the strongest squad in this division, even they're saying it, commentators, and it is, and it should be doing a lot better than this. Yeah, well, I've got the predicted lineups. This is from uh, um, Google, so um, shout out to Google here. I've got the predicted lineups here in the middle, mate. Um, it's probably a good thing because it's covering our faces. Um, also, uh, Barry the Barrier has said, um, are you in bed, Dino? Um, yes, of course. So that's, that's, that's <laughs> um, we can confirm that officially. Um, he's definitely in bed. But that's a predicted lineups over at Google. I mean, what do you make of that, mate? Yeah, looks um, looks pretty good. I'm glad Ben Wilmot's back in there. I didn't think he deserved to be dropped. Um, yeah, Shadabar, Kapoo. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Good enough to beat Barnsley, Christ. Bloody should be. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. No, I think I think you look you're looking at um, predicted lineup that uh, it's pretty much um, pretty much yeah. Uh, you've got you've got Shalabar that you know a lot of people were looking at because um, you know he wasn't playing. He had a very good game the previous game, or certainly certainly yeah, was improved. Um, yeah, and I think mainly we're looking at because the, this. Barnsley sides, you know, they showed um, sprouts of promise last season. Obviously, the head coach is gone now, and they've only picked up 
their first victory over Danny Hyman. Shout out to Danny Hyman there. Favourite team QPR um, midweek as well. It's a 3-0 victory. We seem to be playing these strugglers, um, Wickham aside, after um, decent victories. Because, I mean, we played uh, played Derby after a um, 1-0 victory away at Norwich. And uh, now we're get a playing against Barnsley, who've uh, obviously buoyed by a 3-0 victory over QPR. So, um yeah, I mean, it's a rocky start. Oh, no, he's actually, no, he's still there, actually. It's rocky start under Struba. I thought he's actually left, so that's my mistake. Um, they've drawn three <laughs> and lost three. Um, so, yeah, yeah, forget forget about the the head coach. He's actually gone, he hasn't. So, um, that's, yeah. <laughs> Matthew Do- uh, Donoghue, Matthew Donoghue's the ref and assistant to Mark Russell, uh, Mark Jones. Plenty of marks there. Um, fourth official is Jeff. <laughs> Etheringham, so um, never heard of any of them. I've heard of uh, Matthew Donoghue, but not, uh, like I said, we've been in the Premier League the last five years, so I don't think he's really been hunting around <laughs> that um, sort of <laughs> neck of the woods. Um, we've got some stats here. We said, and this is all from Watford um, FC.com, guys, so if you really don't want to listen to me um, shouting out a load of them, just go on to WatfordFC.com and you can <laughs> probably pretty much get them anyway. So, uh, but um, Barnsley Watford last met. Well, we last met them in the 2013-14 uh, Championship season. Uh, we won both matches. Won five-one at Oakwell, and um, that famous five-one, in fact, and also three-nil at Vicarage Road. Um, we've won just uh, one of the last twelve league outings against Barnsley. Um, was it drawn three, lost eight? Although that was in their last visit to Oakwell. Um, in 2013, um, yeah. So we can't really take that because we've, but like I say, we've been in the Premier the last five five years. So um, you know, you can't really take. It's like saying we haven't been lost to Barnsley in five years, yeah, because we haven't played them. So um, yeah, I think one one I remember was the one when um, we went up under Taylor in '98, '99. We drew two all in that game, and that was absolutely vital. We got anything out of that game, and. Uh, um, totally different era. Sir Raison, Steve Zickler and Lily Fender. Fender, Fender as well. So, Lily Yellow. Um, I think yeah, Gardner sure. needs to start. Mm. I think Gardner needs to start. You know, Capoo, Shalabur and Cleverly. I'm not, I'm not being rude to all three of them, but they're all... I can't say knocking on a bit. I know they're still young, but you need a youngster in there like Gardner. And I'll... I'll tell you what, I'm surprised how good he is. He really is good. and I'm surprised he ain't starting, to be honest with you. I'm a little bit disappointed in that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we if we see the lineup tomorrow, Gardner, Gardner might even be starting. So, you know, it's yeah. that the predicted lineup is a bit like when we say we when you read the Sun. Well, I'm not going to mention that. So I shouldn't mention that. Um, <laughs> you read the newspaper, shall we say, and they always speculate on lineups, but. I mean, it's it's not a bad headache to have having a player like Garner uh, floating around the scene. I mean, I, I think um, you're looking at if Kapu hits full fitness and full form, you're looking at him possibly go, getting above him. But you've also got, obviously, Hughes coming back to, um, so we say, full training fitness. Uh, Matt Sharpness obviously comes in games. Um, Gray obviously in and around the scene. Um, they're saying Cabs is available after. The nosing picked up Wickham. Um, obviously, um, Perrick is going to be unavailable uh, for another couple of weeks, but he doesn't require surgery. So that's um, that's what I've been told today. So that's quite a good good sign for him. So that's only going to take a couple of weeks to um, get going for him. Bjorn's on as well. Evening, Bjorn. Um, yeah, so evening, Ray. He said evening, Dino. Um, also, Cookie's evening. come on as well. 
<laughs> Sir Ray, um, back for the full-time fan report, quarter past six tomorrow night, um, or late afternoon, <laughs> shall we say. Um, so we'll see <laughs> you there, Ray. Um, also, check out his podcast straight after the game. He's probably going to do one straight after the game around five o'clock. So, But we will be sharing the link for um, Sir Ray's excellent cult-following <laughs> podcast, So, um, shall we say. Um, Kevin's on as well. Evening, Kevin. Kevin, um, so providing this is Sir Ray, providing Gray and Hughes in our squad tomorrow, we have a chance. I mean, I know Ibich has um, come out and said that, you know, it's they're going to sort of treat him a bit like Kapu, where they're going to um, nurse, you know, like sort of nurse him in a little bit, you know, get him, get, see how his, you know, see how his recovery is take, uh, taken, you know, and ease him slowly in. And then obviously, you know, like, uh, like Capu uh, did against Bournemouth, you know, slowly but surely. And I think that's going to be the case with Hughes and um, Gray as well. I mean, I'd rather be a bit more patient and see him come on for 15, 20 minutes in the next two or three games and then start the, start the 90 yeah. minutes and burst into it rather than like they wouldn't. It would be complete, complete suicide if we started them straight away and they pull up with something, you know, an aggravated old injury or something like that. So, uh yeah, I mean, showing signs of improvement, though, especially when we've um, got those two on, uh, those two coming back as well. Yeah, they're both, they're both, well, well, Gray should be quality, but we know Hughes is quality, he'd be way too good. And like we said, Gray should, Gray's done it in this level, it is his level, isn't it? He should be perfect. And he'd be, no, like I said, he'd be good guidance for Pedro and um, Saar, wouldn't he? You know, it'd be good to take the pressure off him, because like I said, I think the pressure's quite a bit on Saar and Pedro at the moment. And I think they've done okay, you know, in these first few games, especially Pedro. I think he's done all right. Has he got three goals now? It's not too bad for a kid, you know. Well, for a, for a kid who's pretty much, um, was he been in this country for about a year now? Um, he hasn't had, didn't have much game time, or oh, it's about half a year. Yeah, coming up to about a year or so. Yeah. You know, as as had much game time, um, obviously had to learn pretty quickly, and also like we, we've said and I've said, matured having them mature quite quickly and in this league where it's very unforgiving and a lot of tackles, not a lot of people saying on all the, all the forums that, you know, tackles, referees will let a lot more go, which is sometimes a good thing. But, um, you know, when you look at it, is it, you know, is him, is he's growing up sort of period. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, no, he's done really well. Three goals. Very, I mean, I think that's very good for a lad who's only 19, you know, still learning about, like once again, foreign foreign country. Um, he's doing well. And like you, anyone like Gray or Dini with that experience of playing the high level, regardless if he's done well or not in the Premier League, Gray can, like you said, put his arm around him. You know, show him the ropes, show him what's required in the Championship. Because, like you said, he is a proven goal scorer. No matter, you know, what me, you, or anyone says of his time in the Premier League, he's a proven goal scorer at this level. So, you know experience and you know for him is vital so um yeah so give him not give him 30 minutes um let's give him 30 minutes of subs so ray uh gary iron even gary he said hopefully hughes troy and gray play tomorrow and i think pedro needs a rest as he played every game and we need um need to be up, up the um temple and get at them yeah i mean straight away like like any side but especially the ones that are struggling and uh that was what we were all saying against Wickham as well. You know, we've got to set our stall out straight away, get an early goal, possibly two. Um, 
yeah, Coventry, the uh, mighty Coventry um, <laughs> are um, beating Reading. So um, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, I'm us. watching it now. It's a good goal. Good goal. Yeah. Well, especially closing the gap. I mean, fair play to Reading. Um, regardless if they fall by the wayside, I think I agree with Ray. They may fall slightly by the wayside. But at the moment, fair play. They beat us as well. Um, yeah. So. Uh, shall we just say a reference to the EFL forum, you know, the mighty commentary. Um, you see all those fans come out <laughs> of woodwork tonight and say they go win the league down. Was it they, um, they're playing away at Birmingham, shall we say. Um, right, also, Kevin, evening Kevin, he said, give them both 15, 20 minutes to ease them back. So we're all, they're basically saying, give them a, like a decent, decent run out, not a 10 minute sort of thing. So yeah, no, that's uh, probably better. You're not, Giving them, you're not giving them the full night, you've been giving them enough time to at least try and make an impact because five minutes, I mean, blimey, I mean, no player, you can be messy, you cannot make an impact in five minutes. I'm sorry, um, unless you're yeah. Ramage, of course, he comes on and sets two up and scores one. Uh, apart from that, unless you're Ramage, you can't really make any, um, make any dent in the game. Um, obviously, Cookie's coming out with the um, score. Well done, mate. Barnsley will be tough, Kevin saying exactly, um, exactly that, mate. I totally agree. Uh, it's one of those games where, and like I say, I think it's made it harder now. Like I say, with because they've won three uh, nil midweek. Um, like we said, or like I said already, they'd be buoyed by that performance as well. So um, yes, <laughs> it's a hard one because <laughs> you know you know their their tails are going to be up. We're going to be a little bit deflated after Tuesday, but like um, like. Uh, Fozzie said as well, you know, he expects a lot more from the players, you know, the players that are playing in front of him. You know, he's doing his job. I mean, he's miles ahead for player play of the season, miles ahead. There's no one near him at the moment. And that's a bit worrying because if your keeper's <laughs> miles ahead in the play of the season stakes, um, you're either, your defence is amazing or your keeper's world-class. Um, and at the yeah. moment, uh, if you saw him at, against Wickham and you didn't know what division they're both in, um, you have thought he was. Um, <laughs> you thought he's Casillas the way he was flying about. I mean, it's typical Foster. I mean, he saved us plenty of times last season, but um, he's certainly worth his weight in gold, especially with his experience. Yeah, yeah, Foster's uh, like you said, player of the season without a doubt. God, how many points has he won us already? It's bloody ridiculous. I think he's too soft. He needs to give him a good rollicking, you know, like Schmeichel would. Or he needs to get a bit of a aggressive streak because sometimes it's ridiculous you know it's a yeah it i said he's been our player of the season without a doubt i don't think anyone can argue at that uh, they're silly if they do opinion or not you know um uh, people might shoot me down for this but i'd start glenn murray tomorrow i i would start glenn murray tomorrow i think he's had a lot of stick and i think it's been unfair stick fair enough everyone's got their their comments, everyone's got their belief, but I I so badly want him to score a goal and shut people up because he is a goal scorer. Yeah, so what? He's knocking on a bit, but, you know, I think him up top with Pedro and Saar would help, you know, to hold the ball up. But even if it's just for a half, I honestly think then Murray should start. If Troy Deeney in fit, I reckon he should be Murray. Yeah, well, OK, guys and girls, um, do you agree with Dino or do you not? Um Put out there if uh, you think that's an obvious option. Do you, would you start um, based on obviously on the evidence of Tuesday night's performance? Uh, would you start Glenn Murray up front? Will you go with Dino or will you not? That is the question. So, um, <laughs> do you want to comment on that as well? I mean, it's a decent shout. I mean, the guy's thirty-seven. I've said this as well, mate. Oh, you know, 
you take that you take that cup game aside. I mean, he was crap, but so was so was plenty yeah. of players. And um, you know, he he can still bang in at least ten goals in that division, giving him a run. He's only he's thirty seven. He's not forty five. And like I say, Teddy Sheringham, you know, you showed his class. He was forty and he was still banging them in. So uh, you know, there's plenty of the season it going. Was- and his experience it was just that bit at the end you know when he nearly scored just showing that sharpness you know that awareness that bit of um, experience he nearly scored there and a lot of people would have changed their mind about him if been Murray God wouldn't he but just that bit showed he's just sharpening up a bit so not a whole game he won't be able to do a game but I'd possibly look at starting him for a half and then bring on Pedro or Sai you know fresh and or Gray, even Gray, if he's fit. Yeah, well, um, Sir Ray and Kevin agree with you. They said Glenn, um, Glenn needs a chance. That's Sir Ray. Um, Kevin Murray would give us another option. Yep, completely agree. Um, Akinfer- this is Matthew's thrown out a good point, actually. I'll, fr- I'll throw that up as well. Akinfemore is 38 and caused us problems all night. So, yeah, no, I'll give him Akinfemore is due. He was absolutely outstanding on um, Tuesday night. And, uh, did what Akinfemore does, and he played to his strengths. And they played, and to, uh, to be fair on Ainsworth, he played Akinfemore to his strengths as well. So, um, right, Darren's, I'll throw this one on Darren. Darren, mate, that's, um, thank you very much, mate. I've already said thank you, but um, cheers, mate. You're an absolute star. It's absolutely amazing. I will be hanging that up tonight. Um, man for man, this is from Darren. Man for man, we should win tomorrow. But I thought we um, should have won before um, we kicked a ball against Wickham. Uh, they have to turn up and be mentally strong. I'd like to see Gray start. Um, I don't think he'll probably start. I mean, it's a good shout. If he was fully fit, then 100% I would start Gray. The only reservation I've got, if they did start him, we don't want him to get injured too, uh, too quickly. And it's the match sharpness. I mean, that's the only thing that worries me. It's a decent shout by Darren, um, to be honest, because... You know, Gray's experienced up there, especially in this division. You know, even four, you can give him like a half. Give him the first half or so. Yeah. And if, if really, at a first half, 60 minutes max, you know, from the start, you never know. So, um, yeah, no, it's a good shout. I'm still banging a minute 63. Um, yes, you are, Ray, but sadly, Lord Seren isn't, um, especially when he's playing against <laughs> us two. Um, so, we'll wait for Seren <laughs> to come back. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, we've got the, uh, the head-to-heads. I can't flash them up on the screen because we really want you to see our faces. Um, the overalls, we've won 21, drawn 16, lost 20. So it's pretty pretty even in terms of the win and, <laughs> win, lose and draw states. Um, the last six results, we've got May 2014, obviously the 3-0 win at home. Um, then we've got the 5-1 away. Uh, 2013 March we um, lost 1-0 uh, but we did beat them on the first game of the 2012-2013 season um, 4-1 that's obviously all four of them in the championship uh, you're looking you're looking at the fixtures com- coming up though and um, uh, we would look at, I would flash them up but I have not I've totally forgot to actually put them up but you're looking at the um, fixtures coming up the likes of Stoke Stoke as well. Um, you've got Stoke on Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, also, obviously, following that, the mighty Coventry. So, you're looking at, you're looking at the last next two three. And also QPR. QPR come up. Those four, really, if we're going to... Hello, hello, Ross. Good evening. Um, you're, looking at, you're looking at those four, four games. And really, we should be looking at getting about nine points out of that. 
really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm saying 10 points. 10. 10 points. 9 or 10 points. I mean, that's not being arrogant. If we're really going to kick on, these are like the considered, shall we say, I mean, Stoke's going to, they're all four of them are going to be tough games, including obviously um, tomorrow afternoons, but they're sort of games evening, Deborah. Deborah Armstrong um, is on as well. So, Deb, thank you ever so much for Sunday. Um, with Jerry, that was absolutely amazing from both of you. Um, yeah, so you're looking at the other the four fixtures and the games, say, if we were in the Premier League and we were playing strugglers in the Premier League, we would be looking at beating them. And it's exactly, it's even more, more that um, way of thinking in the Championship. These four games coming up, we really need to get maximum points out of most of them if we're really going to make a dent. And uh, shall we say, not so get the season, yeah, sort of get the season back on track because we're fifth now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, joined second, but yeah, fifth, fifth. No, but I don't, with the Premier League, there's always a team, you wouldn't say fear, but you're aware of, but in the Championship, I don't fear anyone with this bloody squad, I don't care who we're playing, because this squad should be good enough to beat them all, you know, it's, there's so no, much Premiership, yeah. you know, ex, so many ex-Premiership players in this squad, you know, it should be good enough to beat Oh, I expect to beat all these teams. I expect it. I, you know, it's that's why I'm a bit disappointed. You know, I, I said it's not the worst start. You know, it's about where we thought we'd be, didn't we, in the top six? So we're there. But I, I do fear for the manager. If you know we don't get a win in the next two games, you know, I think he's going to be questioned a bit. Even if it's two draws, I think there's going to be, you know, it's going to be questions. Going, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't go so far at the moment and say, um, I would actually agree with you that, you know, he's always going to be under a certain amount of pressure. And I think you've got a good point there that he is under pressure. Um, he was under pressure at the start of the season, but I wouldn't go so far as some people were saying. And uh, I don't care if you put an LOL at the end of it. You are making a point that you think the manager yeah. should get sacked. I mean, there was a couple of people, obviously we don't name names because at the end of the day, it's their opinion. Um putting LOL, like to make a laugh at it. So if anyone comes back at them, they sort of think, oh, how ridiculous, you want him out. But I think in a couple of games time, if we fail to get points out of the next couple of games, I think he will be seriously under pressure. I know it's I know it's harsh. I know it's early, but look, this is the Potsos. And if we're showing signs of weakness, and I'm not saying for one minute, I think he should go because I think defensively we are more or less excellent defensively it's just what we've been banging on about if we've got to start scoring goals to take the pressure off the defence because at the moment we're not finishing teams off apart like I said we've, we've said millions of times already with the exception of the Blackburn game um, we haven't have we scored more than one goal in a game apart from Blackburn? No I don't think so no no <laughs> I think we have, have we? No. That's the, that is the problem. We all know that is the problem. I mean, against Wickham, the lessons that we've got to learn, um, you know, from from Wickham, and we've touched upon this already in the full-time fan report, um, with Sir Ray, of course, uh, sponsored by Sweets for All. Um, but, you know, uh, we've got to, um, we've got to boss that midfield. And teams, teams like the Barnsleys, even like the Stokes, the QPRs, will play five in midfield, and look to, shall we say, interrupt our play. And, you know, because we will try and play counter-attack on the wings, you know, putting balls into the box like Firmino as well. Fantastic ball on Tuesday night. Um, I did give him kudos for that. I thought it was an excellent ball to start. They they know how we play at the moment. They know we're going to try and get it wide and put the crosses in. And teams are going to pack five in midfield. 
and really nullify our attacks. And similar to Wickham, we'll try and catch us on the counter-attack. And um, at the moment, it's looking worrying on counter-attacks because, uh, like Wickham proved, without the likes of um, Foster playing like Buffon, um, a lot of their counter-attacks would have um, you know, come good as well. Yeah, you're right. That's why I reckon we should have someone like Murray up top, you know, so we can bypass the midfield sometimes, you know, just lump it up there. Hopefully he can hold it up and then get the midfield further up the pitch. So you're pretty much missing the opposition's midfield, you know, by getting it near the box. You know, just a bit of a mix, because like you said, it's too obvious how we're playing at the moment, isn't it? It's just too obvious. Yeah, it's always playing it out the back, you know, trying to get it through midfield. All this tippy-tappy nice stuff. It's not going to work in the championship. It's not going to work in the game. There. No way. Yeah, huh? exactly. Yeah, you just lump it up. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say with Boothroyd, the first season, you know, okay, we played this hit and rush football, but it worked. And it worked under Taylor. So, okay, it's a bit more, so we say, we don't say who ball under, under the, 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 the gods um, himself, that is Graham Taylor. But we played a bit more intricate way of doing it, you know. And like he said, why... Why take 20 passes to get in the box? Just get it in the box. You know, as long as you score, no one really cares. And uh, that's a similar sort of thing when Boothwood was there. He knew exactly how we should play. He bought the players like King and Henderson to, um, you know, to enforce that sort of play. And uh, it worked a treat. And sometimes, you know, I'm not saying we should play hoofball. You know, you obviously got, you know, the teams that play the best football usually do get promoted anyway. But, you know, there's also times where these teams that play the very good football do lump it forward. But it's got to be done with a, you know, with a bit of conviction, you know, a reason behind it. Like you, like we always say, when we used to look under, I mean, Walter's um, reign was the prime example. We'd lump it to Deeney, but um, there was no sort of um, purpose behind it. We tried to just try and lump it with the hope that Deeney gets his head on it. At least if you're going to do that and mix it up, you know, have some sort of plan behind it. So, so, okay, we'll lump it up to someone like Gray and then someone, and then the likes of Sar or Pedro run onto it. At least then you've got some sort of, uh, you know, plan behind, you know, method behind the madness, shall we say. But yeah, I think we need to mix it up. Like you said, no 40 passes doing a Wigan from years ago and doing 40 passes at the back <laughs> and having 70% possession. Let's just get it forward and just hurt teams straight from the off. And like a lot of the um, lot of the, what the listeners today or watchers, shall we say, you've been saying, you know, we've got to start early getting amongst them. And, uh, you know, really in a way, bully them. Because that's one thing that was missing on Tuesday night was the, uh, shall we say, the intimidation, the bullying factor. You know, getting, getting the foot in, you know, winning the balls, you know, not going two-footed into players, but, you know, making, stamping your authority early on and saying, look, you're going to be in for a game here especially in the midfield, that's where you really need, that's the engine room, that's where you really need to sort of stamp your authority. I mean, you know this, you've played even Sunday League, mate, you know the midfielders always try and get the first tackle in to really sort of uh, frighten the opposition to sort of, sort of think, oh, hello, moment. we'll be in a bit of a battle here, we'll better roll our sleeves up. <laughs> yeah, you're right, I think, you know, last few games we've been too slow, haven't we, to get going, it's taken us 10, 15 minutes, like you said, put a challenge in straight away, you know, Bournemouth done it against us, really. There should have been a red card, shouldn't there, on that? But th- that was the way you got to be, you know. It's, I don't think the bloke meant it, but you have got to be, like you said, nasty. Not not break legs, but you have got to find that streak. That's what this division's about. It is about bullying. No team 
Oh, look at Wickham. They they should be bottom, really, if it weren't for Sheffield Wednesday. But they didn't give us an inch, did they? And to be fair, they were the better team and should have won. Most people said that. But that's what this division's about. It's gonna Every team's going to try and bully you. Every team's going to kick you. Don't matter how good they are. But, yeah, you're right. You've got to find a vicious streak. And we have. We've got to find a vicious streak, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, anyone who's seen the um, uh, totally off, totally off subject in a way, but anyone who's watched the um, net, the Amazon Prime documentary of Spurs, and you got Mourinho come on and said um, during one of his press conferences, and I, if you could watch it, mate, I'd watch. It. It's really actually quite good. And he goes, "Look, you're nice, you're nice players. You're all very, very nice, but you've got to act like." thing on the pitch yeah <laughs> you know you've got to be you've got to be bastards basically that's the the other word shall we say he used you've got to be bastards on the pitch you know and it's not he's not saying like um it's the same principles you know you can put towards our team you know we're not asking them to break legs or throw fists or any of that crap you know not like a duncan ferguson sort of thing when you're grabbing people by the throat and all that sort of thing we're looking at just getting your foot in and you know really sort of um you know frightening them because that's basically like, you know, like we said, you know, years ago, you know, the playoff final with Leeds, you know, all the players were shouting, geeing up and then you've won, you've won the game almost in the tunnel. And that's the similar sort of theory in, in the middle of the pitch. I mean, if you get the first couple of tackles in, the team, you know, their, their team, they're either, you know, shy back like a lot of teams can do or they will try and match you. And even if they try and match you, that can open the game up as well. Because they won't be thinking about their own game. They'll be thinking about, oh, we've got to get them back. We've got to be... There we go. Right, not look at other teams' um, way of playing. We've got to look after ourselves. So, you know, if we play our own game and stand and stamp authority straight away and that happens to every single team we're going to play um, this uh, this season then you know we'll we'll win a ton of games we've got to be meaner we have to learn from that yeah you're right yeah you're definitely who's who's put this question up Pid uh, putting chab, um, cabs on the, centre 